Cottony Attorneys and Consultants is dedicated to helping the construction industry with legal, business, and safety challenges. Welcome to this week's episode of Law & Mortar with John Kenny and Trent Cottony. Hey, this is Trent Cottony, CEO of Cottony Attorneys and Consultants, and I'd like to welcome everybody to another episode of Law & Mortar. As always, I've got my good friend John Kenny with me. John, how are you doing? Doing great. Glad to be back after the holidays. I hope everybody had a, a nice break and all recharged and ready to roll for 2022. Yeah, absolutely. It took a couple of weeks off there, but now we're back and uh, raring to go. First thing that I want to talk about, John, is obviously the OSHA Emergency Temporary Standard has been making a lot of news. So um, we're filming this on uh, Friday the 7th, and uh, I had the opportunity to listen to a lot of the oral arguments on the OSHA ETS in front of the U.S. Supreme Court. Very interesting arguments. You know, it, it is a very complex issue and there are a lot of um, uh, decent questions asked by the judges of uh, both counsel. Uh, it will be very interesting to see where this goes. Obviously, by the time this airs, we will all know uh, whether or not the OSHA ETS will be upheld uh, or at least whether or not it will move forward rather than being stayed. Um, regardless of the outcome. Uh, so if it's stricken, then we know what, what to do, right? But if it, for some reason it moves forward, then we're gonna have to move in short order given that uh, a lot of the, the uh, January 10th deadline will probably have already passed. One of the things that I wanna hit on to contractors though is, is that it doesn't matter what happens here, we are seeing more and more owners, developers and customers require uh, vaccinated crews. So you can anticipate that there's going to be more even if the OSHA ETS is stricken. So, John, what are your thoughts on it? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I like the point you brought up about the interesting arguments. I think a lot of, we don't look at this as it's not, a lot, I think a lot of people think it's cut and dry either way. And it's really not. There's a lot of issues behind the scenes that uh, probably, honestly, it, it probably needed to go all the way up to the Supreme Court because I think there's just a lot tagged to this. So, I'm not sure how it's going to come out either. I, I think it's a flip of the coin um, to where it's really going to end up. But hopefully, uh, you know, we all we're all prepared either way. We've had a long time to think about it. So a couple of things is regardless of what happens, I will definitely put money down and say that it will be a split decision. Uh, that was pretty evident just listening to the questions. Um, the other thing that that I thought was really interesting was um, the arguments focused a lot on the interplay between federal government and state government. What does a state government have the right to regulate as opposed to the federal government? And that's why when you really get into sort of the minutia, the legal aspect of it, it was pretty fascinating to kind of listen to, regardless of what you think about it from a policy standpoint. So uh, next issue I want to talk about, John, and this has been something, God, if I haven't gotten at least, you know, 12, 14 calls on this in the last two weeks, I'd be surprised. It's licensing related issues. So as our listeners know, not every jurisdiction, not every state requires licensing. Uh, Texas is a great example of one that does not. But if you are in a state that requires licensing, you have to understand that uh, if there's a problem on a job, especially if it relates to completion or money, that you may have potential administrative liability and you could potentially have your license suspended or revoked. So we've had to deal with a variety of very complex uh, licensing issues and people often forget, they just think about the criminal part of it, the civil part of it, but they forget the administrative side, which is the regulation of your license. So John, in your experience as a contractor, how did that come into play? 
Yeah, I mean, um, I think licensing in the last couple of years, I, I think in general, what you just said, but I think it's been busy, like you said, in the last two weeks. But in the last couple of years, I think more and more licensing complaints and licensing issues have come up to roost. Um, I know, I don't know what the reason for that is. I think people, um, I, I, okay, clarify, there's always going to be some bad apples out there regardless, but I think I'm seeing more people just nonchalantly go file complaints against somebody's license, either they don't want to pay or, or other aspects of it. But um, I, I don't know the true reasons behind it, except it seems to be a trend. I don't know if you picked up the true reasons behind it or, or you're just seeing the trend, but it seems to be growing greatly. And I know yeah. we didn't experience it so much a few years back as I've seen lately. Yeah, and I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that it's very easy for you know, homeowners and commercial owners to be lawyers now. All you, you know, you can just get on Google and if you can figure out how not to pay a roofer by just Googling it. And, uh, you know, I can file a licensing complaint online in most jurisdictions in less than five minutes and that's your livelihood. So I think some of it is, is that, I think some of the people are just getting more legally sophisticated because of the uh, dissemination of information throughout the internet. Um, but yeah, definitely, People forget about that. They take it for granted, but uh, don't because it, it at some point it comes knocking. One thing I, I know you're moving on to the next one, but just jump back on this. This kind of goes back to we talked about Google reviews not too long ago in another episode. But as a contractor, take this seriously. If you think there's an issue of brewing with one of your clients, even a homeowner, if you can rectify this early, even again, this comes down to we talked about problems and lawsuits. You can rectify it so you don't end up with a license complaint because I, I hate to say it, sometimes a license holder running the company may be disconnected from what's going on out there. You don't want to ding against your license where it could have simply been settled by a phone call or, or a job, you know, job site meeting. Right. Absolutely. You know, uh, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure and everything. So I want to talk a little bit about uh, stuff we got coming up. Um, so January 14th, I'm on the road again. I'm flying up to Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, I'm going to be attending the Tennessee Association of Roofing Contractors uh, Midwinter Conference, speaking a couple of times on OSHA and materials. Looking forward to seeing my friends up there. Then the next week, we have the uh, Chicago Trade Show. Uh, it's always a good turnout. Love my, my uh, friends up in Chicago. Uh, I know I'm going to get some good food, even though it's going to be uh, brutally cold. <laughs> Uh, and speaking a couple of times there as well on some residential um, contract issues, as well as, um, you know, the latest on some volatility in the marketplace. So, um, John, you know, I know you've got some big announcements and products coming out as well. What what can our listeners look forward to? Well, um, we talked a little bit about some upcoming stuff prior to the holidays, but project management is in final uh, QC run. So that's going to release uh, one week from uh, Monday. So I believe that's the 17th. Um, is the Monday, so we'd be looking forward to that. We got specials and deals out there. Um, it's been great. So some of the preliminary uh, advertisement, you know, promotion stuff that we've done on it, we, we've got a lot of pre-sales. So we're really excited about this one. People are are uh, interested and excited to get started on this because I, I can tell you from what that's why we did it. I, I know, and there's nothing else out there quite like it to learn how to do project management that's drilling down on the essentials. Um, we also have another one we wanted to give back to everybody. We have a uh, called Cracking the Code, the ultimate sales machine. Um, we're going to give you free about 45-minute training online. doesn't cost you anything. You go on. 
Um, that'll be also released about the same time or within a week. Um, go look for that. You go on. It's going to be great tips to how do you build your sales team, how you build your company with sales and revenue growth properly. And it's also going to be where you're going to get a sales workbook to work along with your team. That will be free to anybody who does sign up and watch this. You'll be able to get that for free off of Shopify at shopcotney.com. So a lot of great things coming and more and more to come. Yeah, that's, you know, absolutely. I've had the opportunity to watch, uh, you know, most of the project management. And I can tell you, it is uh, incredible. There really is nothing out there like it. Um, and what our listeners should understand is, you know, John helped create this. This was his, his uh, product. And he clearly understands, you know, what it's like to do project management. So this is not just coming from, you know, some egghead from Harvard that's never <laughs> lifted a shovel. Uh, John has been there, done that, and I think that's something that uh, really resonates, or at least has resonated as far as our estimating training is. People like the fact that it's really talking about stuff that's essential and not some boilerplate BS that you would normally get if you just, you know, do a Google search. So, John, my friend, it is time. Uh, my favorite, uh, favorite time of the week. Favorite time. All right. So, this I thought was a good question. Um, Clearly, this is in, in your wheelhouse. I mean, we deal with it on, on the lawyer side, but the question is from Brian. And the question is, uh, how do you measure revenue per crew? So I thought that was a revenue pretty good one. That's a, that's a great question. Um, yep. So Brian, what I want to say, and anyone else listening out there, I'm going to answer this question, but also feel free to reach out when we give you the email at the end. I will give you a free white paper on proficient, uh, productivity and efficiency in uh, your organization for your crew, your operational crews. That'll really take it to the next mile because that would be an hour webinar for me to explain it here. But the question being revenue, we can pr pretty much uh, answer that simply. So whether you have a residential crew or a commercial crew, depending on the size, um, I also think you should break it down to revenue per man, uh, you know, labor person as well, so that you know if you increase or decrease what your expected revenue should be out of that crew but also do it for your subcontractors. So especially if you're residential and you've got three or four different residential subcontractors out there putting roofs on for you, you will know after time how much revenue you get. Now that comes down to, you know, put a crew here, you know they're gonna knock out X amount of revenue in a month. So these are good things to know. So basically what you do, let's just use an example of a six person crew. Um, we'll use a commercial project for this one. It's, this doesn't matter. You can, you can think it's a residential if it makes you uh, better in your mind, but it's all the same. Whatever it is, you can do it by month. If you've got uh, this crew out there and you keep track, if you've never done this and historically don't have anything to go with, you can start today. Whatever job they're on, you know that they're going to start and finish in X amount of time. So whatever that job is, if it's a $100,000 job and it takes 30 days to complete it, then you know that crew created, you know, in 30 days was able to produce $100,000 worth of work. And as you go along each month, it depends on the size of the job and that you'll get a nice average. So at the end of the year, you'll probably find out that a six person crew is going to, in the commercial world, is going to produce about 1.5 or so million per person over a year's average. So it'll give you an idea. If you've got a six person crew out there, you know, you're going to be able to produce X amount of dollars. Now, I raise that number up a little bit because materials and everything are so expensive today, it accounts for a lot of the labor. But what it's going to do is, uh, you know, Brian, it'll give you a great look ahead to be able to plan, right? If you want to automatically uh, boost up your sales in your company, 
you really do need to know how much revenue each one of your crews is able to, you know, complete in a year so that you know if you have the uh, labor power to do it. So that's the easiest way to do it. It's not that complicated. But like I said, if you reach out, I'll be happy to send you the whole thing. It gives you the formulas, how to break it down, productivity, efficiency. And I'm happy to send you that white paper and anybody else listening, please reach out and I'll send it to you. Yeah, I tell you, that was, that's, it's a lot more complex than people think, you know, and I think having an understanding that, understanding what the metrics are, what the true, you know, KPIs that you need in order to determine whether or not your business is profitable, that's something that you got to figure out, right? And, and mm -hmm. most contractors out there don't get that granular. So um, I think it's definitely an important tool to have in your arsenal. Um John, I think we've reached the end here, and uh, right. I just want to want to thank our listeners as always. You guys have made us number one construction law podcast in the world. Um, if you have any questions for me, please feel free to reach out tcotney at cottonycl.com. John, how can they get hold of you? It's uh, jkenny at cottonycl.com. Great, and stay tuned next week for more Law and Mortar. Take care. Thank you. <laughs>